Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome back in. Final hour of the week here on Rabot & Co. ESPN 680, 105.7, alongside a guy named Zach Cantrell. My name's Louis Rabot. Thanks for joining us today here on the program. Bobby V after us, roundtable 3 to 6, and, of course, the Kentucky Racing Spotlight. 6 to 7, we'll go local until 7 o'clock tonight here on our air at ESPN Louisville. We welcome in Matthew DeSantis. He's at Failed to Menace on Twitter. He's with Naira Betts and all the things on Long Island. I always mention Long Island. Uh, I don't know why, Matt, but uh, we've been talking Batman. Uh, good morning, uh, because good this morning. is a serious radio show. Um, your your Batman hierarchy and or favorite Batman. Ooh, hierarchy. That's a good question. I, you know, listen, I'm 43. I grew up with the Michael Keaton Batman. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of the Batman of my childhood. Oh, yeah. Although I have to be honest. Right behind him is Adam West. I, I used to watch those old reruns all the time on Saturday and Sunday mornings. So, you know, the new Batmans are great movies. The Christopher Nolan films, they're really fun. But, man, for me, the Keaton and Adam West Batmans are, are the best. I went Christian Bale, but I know I, that makes me a little different. Uh, but I think it's more just I'm a, I'm a fan of that guy. So I think that's just what it is. Matthew DeSantis yeah. with us. Uh, those are, they're, they're better movies. Those right. are better movies yeah. than any of the other <laughs> No, the Adam West stuff's fun, though, right? It's supposed to be silly. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. no, it's all right. All right. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Matthew DeSantis with us. He's at Failed to Menace, Naira Betts, all the stuff. Um, look, man, a nice day of racing, and the card really came together for you guys on Saturday. I'm really, frankly, just as a as an observer of the sport, but also, of course, as a, as a horse player, man, the card's at Aqueduct down at, uh, at excuse me, at, sorry, Bill, sorry, Bill, Aqueduct, um, and then at Gulfstream, and, I mean, Turfway, it's set up, uh, late pick five at Santa Anita's awesome. Just a really fun day coming up on Saturday. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, I mean, obviously, uh, everything we have down at the Fountain of Youth, and then up here at Aqueduct, yeah, the late pick four, which is an all-stakes pick four, starting with the Busher, moving through this tiny to Tom Fool, oh, yeah. and then capping off with now what is a 12-horse uh, Gotham with the scratch of the number 12-horse slider. Uh, earlier today so you know it, but it's a phenomenal betting sequence great betting race and yeah a lot of just awesome action it's going to be a jam-packed saturday yeah uh too bad he's not making the trip from california for sure but i mean even the you know your late the late pick five up there starts with a with a 12 horse allowance field right so i mean it's just a just a fantastic yeah. uh, opportunity yeah. up there uh on long island Absolutely. matthew de is with us at fail to menace on twitter go find him there uh does a bunch of great videos if you are one of those listeners who i implored to, to just hang out during this segment during the year get to know these horses watch racing for essentially a half hour on saturdays you'll know everything about every entry into the kentucky derby starting gate matthew's one of the great follows on twitter at failed to menace he'll explain betting styles and different things that you might want to bring uh, to your personal betting uh, game uh, and so just an absolute must must follow let's start with the busher we're going a mile on that big one turn sweeping mile there at aqueduct 200k yep. in the kitty here nice Nice field, only seven, but we got a nice field. Jody's Pride coming back out of that Breeders' Cup. Juvenile Phillies where, I mean, everybody loves just FYI down in Florida tomorrow, so they may as well like her up <laughs> in New York as well. But we do get the return of Jin Jin, the winner of the Busanda uh, from January in the mud, going the two turns. This is, I will be very honest with you, Matthew, the part of the New York circuit that I don't understand why you go two turns 
for the Busanda and then one turn for yeah. the Busher. I'm not going to blame you personally, even though I want to. Who do you like in this race? <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And I, what I'll say is I think this is actually maybe a little bit of a chance to play against the heavy favorite. Uh, Jody's pride, obviously understandable, the four to five morning line favorite. But this is worth coming back from a four-month layoff. And trainer Jorge Abreu, Get this for a statistic, is 0 for 51, bringing horses back over the last five years between a 100 and 180-day layoff. So this is not the sort of space where I would feel comfortable taking a below-even-money favorite coming off a four-month layoff. And Jody's pride has never run on an off-track, and we're expecting rain on Saturday. So I think that's something to make note of. You mentioned Jin Jin, who got the job done in the Busanda over a muddy-sealed track. I, that's a horse I absolutely like. Is going to probably need to take a step forward in terms of uh, speed. But I think we'll get the right sort of setup, sitting you know, more of a tracking trip. There's a fair amount of speed in this race. Uh, and so I, I think Jin Jin could kind of get the right sort of trip there under Trevor McCarthy. And then a long shot to maybe consider and think about as a horse that's still a maiden, actually. And maybe it's just because I'm Italian, but Sicilian Princess, uh, the number three horse, eight to one. Uh, this is a horse that ran at Turfway Park. And one of the angles that I do like to use up here is when I see a horse coming in from a synthetic track and will be running over a wet track here. Those horses tend to do pretty well. And... Uh, this is a horse that you know earned a 74 buyer speed figure in debut. Like I said, it was a second place effort, but I think this horse again will sit a tracking trip, could get the right sort of setup, and might surprise at a little bit of a big price. Uh, do you think the second place finisher in that Busanda and Princess Mayfair, obviously jockey change here, um, taking the blinkers yeah. off? Any chance that she runs big again? I think so. She, so she's in my top three. Okay, I, I like her a lot, and she. This, that's a perfect example of a horse who came off the came from that all weather surface at Wood uh, at Woodbine. Yep. Came up, ran a really big second as the biggest price on the board that day, and you know I think cutting back from a mile and eight to a mile is really going to be beneficial. The blinkers off, like you said, maybe sits a little bit more of a stalking trip rather than needing the lead. Uh, I, I do think that that's a horse at 10 to 1 on the morning line. Very very interesting horse and one that I'll be using in my horizontals for sure as I try to beat the favorite in this space. Winner of that race, very likely a starter in the Kentucky Oaks if she is able to stay healthy going a mile over that one turn. We'll go a mile and an eighth on that first Friday in May here uh, at Churchill Downs uh, for the Kentucky Oaks there. But many of those horses obviously trying to shoot for that mile and a 16th one turn acorn at, at uh, uh, where are <laughs> yep. they going to run that race this year? How And how long is it going to be? Have they told you yet? They, I, 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 I know nothing. I'm going to, uh, you know, pull Hogan here. Uh, I know nothing. And so, well, at Saratoga, they could choose. Will, they could choose the two turn route, or they could go with that one mile thing that they have there, right? And I just, yeah, yeah. I, I, they could do with the Wilson shoot. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that, that's a really interesting question. They uh, called the Wilson shoot not that one mile thing, like I just called it, because they should call it the one mile thing. Trust me, that's what plenty of the locals call it. So you're, you're not in the minority. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Look at me. I'm a local. Uh, How about so, that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> the stymies the next race. How many horses do I need to use? Uh, you know, honestly, maybe two or three at most, I would say. Uh, I don't think you need to use a ton here. So I do like the uh, morning line favorite quite a bit, Castle Chaos. And this is a horse that, you know, really the last three races, you can't argue with its form. I mean, stepped up, ran third in the Cigar Mile to a horse like Senior Buscador, who we just saw win the Saudi Cup, and then ran a really game second uh, in that Fred Hooper down at Gulfstream Park, I think now gets into a space where this is a much more comparable field for what this horse is going to be able to do. And, you know, has the sort of tactical early speed to be able to sit a tracking trip doesn't need to come from well off the pace like he did last time. So uh, I think a two to one, he's good. The horse I'm going to fade here is kind of Petulante, On the, outside, uh, the yep. second choice at five to two, uh, coming off of a seven month layoff for uh, Dick Dutrow. And listen, he is also pretty ice cold here. Uh, he's one for 27 at Aqueduct over the last month. So uh, that's a trainer that's just not really getting them across the finish line first. And there's a horse that was also a vet scratch about a week ago in an allowance race up here against Law Professor. So, you know, I just there's some questions around Petulante uh, that I'm, I'm not willing to take that short of a price on. Uh, but 
The other horse that I would say is is worth consideration is the number four Coastal Mission at nine to two. Uh, this is a horse that's a West Virginia bred. Came in for the Cigar Mile was part you know was really cramped on that inside rail didn't break great. Now gets out away from the rail has good early speed um, and you know I think again this is the right sort of level for this horse. This kind of like listed stakes open company type of a race very capable in that spot and so i think you know giving that horse a second chance to prove itself in the aqueduct circuit might not be a bad idea a little arnaldo boca chica sighting how about that i like that yeah uh, you don't see it very often but yeah I mean, he's, he's ridden most of the you know all but one of the races in his career i mean the horse likes to win for sure but obviously this is stepping up into a different circuit uh you know running here at aqueduct rather than running you know the seven furlong races at charlestown that he usually does Texter, I know nothing. Great job booking these guests, Louie. You know, that's a good text. All right, race nine is the grade, is the grade three top full handicap. Uh, six furlongs. Uh, on the dirt, we're sprinting here for four and up. Uh, 175 uh, in the kitty here. I have to say, I was worried about this race with some of the, and the one before it. I was so happy to see Castle Chaos, for example, uh, in the stymie because that horse could have stayed uh, at Gulf Street for the Gulf Street Park Mile. Uh, but then, of course, yeah. we get the Tom Fool here, so this is a really nice thing. Rodney is in here as nine to five. Is that a horse we should lean on? I, you know, I don't know. It, it's interesting. He's 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 my top pick in the race. So you know, in that regard, yes, uh, I, I suppose so. But I do like the fact that he's cutting back from seven furlongs to six furlongs. He is the speed of the speed. In this particular race, he should be out there on the front end, and the opportunity to wire the field, I think, absolutely is there. My one concern is that if you look at his buyer speed figures, they really do not overwhelm you. They don't jump off the page, sure. and they don't scream 9-5 to five favorite. Um, but he does seem to be able to get the job done at this level. It's important to point out, too, the, you know, the last uh, you know two races and three races back, he's running against a horse like Bold Journey, who we just saw finish third in the Riyadh Dirt Sprint on the Saudi Cup undercard. So, you know, he'd been... He'd, lost to some very very good horses and then got the job done last time out but um you know a horse like listen to your heart the number two horse is six to one for ray handle i think that's an interesting horse third back in the form cycle this is a horse that put up back to back 100 buyer speed figures last spring and then went to the bench for you know six months comes back and has really gotten i think in a much better form uh and could take one more step forward now so uh that's one at six to one that might be a little bit interesting for people to play um and, and you know, then I, I do wonder if a horse like Maniwa is able to, you know, make a run from the back, depending on how the pace sets up in this race. But I think that's a horse I'm using more underneath rather than up top. Matthew, can you tell our listeners what form cycle means? Yeah, sure. So when a horse comes back from a little bit of a layoff, uh, generally it hey, takes Matthew? a couple of races to get back into things. Yeah. What's a layoff? <laughs> That's a great question. So horses will sometimes uh, take breaks from racing for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it's just they've had a long campaign and they're going to be turned out for a couple of months to just mature, relax, grow, etc. Sometimes there might be a minor injury or a minor setback that takes place and a horse has to take a little bit of time off to recover and recoup. And so when a horse, you know, comes back from that layoff, they often are not at 100% for the first race. And so eventually a horse will run itself into shape. Some trainers are better at getting horses ready first time out versus second or third time from the layoff. Yep. But generally speaking, when you see a horse coming third back from that layoff, that's, you know, we refer to it as this kind of form cycle. This is usually when you see the best performance from this type of a horse um and from that point on they typically will plateau you don't usually see a lot more ascension after that third race back from the layoff there you go all right our uh, uh tom fool someone was asking where do they come up with these names for these races he was the 1951 uh champion two-year-old and then as a four-year-old was three things how about this champion sprinter horse of the year and champion older horse so uh that is why uh, they it. named the stakes after That's him good. so there you go how about that uh we will get into uh now the gotham the uh jewel of the day final race on the card race 10 three hundred thousand dollars a mile over that sweeping turn 50 points essentially a starting spot in the kentucky derby gate at five thirty on saturday on long island uh some names in here that if you are following the derby trail you likely have heard to this point el grande oh bergen is in this race We'll talk about Bearhin in a, in a different time because that's a very strange thing 
that they do in Dutch and English. But anyways, just a touch is in here coming out of a maiden. Uh, I don't know how good that horse is going to be over two turns eventually, but he is a son of Justify. Where did you land in this one? Yeah, so I, I think it's interesting. I landed on, uh, I'm going to say Bergen. Uh, I'm not going to be uh, <laughs> quite as acculturated, but the um, I, I landed on him as my top choice at 9-2. to two, and, and part of it is I just don't know how good Just a Touch is going to be. We've seen last out maiden winners kind of disappoint this year on the Derby Trail a little bit. Now, granted, this is just going one turn, so it's not the two-turn test that a horse like Hall of Fame had to pass in the Risen Star where he didn't you know, really fire that effectively, or a horse like Dymatic even last week in the Rebel, you know, these last out maiden winners who looked really good. So, you know, in that regard, I think it's an easier hill to climb for a horse like Just a Touch. But Bergen, listen, he's a horse that's coming out of the Jimmy Winkfield stakes. Mm. I, I, this horse really has run three, I thought, very good races. Finished second in his second start to a horse called Hooday, who is a perfect four for four. And that race also produced the Southwest Stakes winner, Miss McDan, as well as an informed Patriot, who's a pretty nice horse. And so, again, this is a horse that's, I think, coming in in good form, has a nice, versatile running style, can sit a tracking trip, which I think is going to be key, because I do think even with this uh, scratch of slider, there's still a significant amount of pace in this race with Canate, Maximus Meridius, uh, Facenda, El Grande, oh, just a touch. There are still horses that want to be out there on the front end. I think Bergen kind of kind of sit right behind there. Jockey, Manny Franco, who's Brad Cox is my kind of number one guy up here, yep. is on the mount. And uh, that's a horse I think that can get the job done. Again, a horse that probably will like that one-turn mile setup. Well, there you go. He's Matthew DeSantis. Uh, texture pointing out you should become a teacher after your horse racing career is over. And Matthew, what did you do before your horse racing career? I was a political science professor for 16 years. <laughs> there it is. Hey, all right. Well, it came through on the radio. How about that? Uh, that Only, by the way, Zach, only a political uh, science professor would say I know nothing. Uh, that's what you say. That's, that's, that's just philosophy of the mind right there, folks. That's what's happening here on Rebellion. How about that? I, I was just doing a Hogan's Heroes reference. That's where I, my mind was going. You had me thinking about Adam West and the old Batman. This that's fair enough uh what other uh outside of nisos who are you looking forward to seeing race again this weekend that isn't on long island oh you know it's interesting i i am excited to see just fyi and leslie's okay. rose yep. uh match up in that devona dale yep. I, i'm really excited for that uh and then obviously excited to see dornick uh running the fountain of youth i mean Absolutely. that's a horse that we've seen that remsen come back so strong with sierra leone uh, even a horse like uh, Drumroll Please, who's no not who is taking a little bit of a break, but one next time out, you know that Remsen's been really strong. So excited to see him versus Locked in that uh, Fountain of Youth. But uh, yeah, a lot of great racing uh, all across the country. And then yeah, I mean, uh, you everybody wants to see Nice. Yes, the, that's right. Yes. You know, if you can just, <laughs> just train rolling. I mean, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch on Sunday. The um, the comparison I made of the Remsen this year was that. Do you remember the Jockey Club here at Churchill a couple years yes. ago was. Smile yep. Happy, um, yep. White of Barrio, and um, uh, Classic Causeway. And they all came yep. back, all won grade ones the next year. So uh, that is a yep. set up to be a very, very uh, – look, if, if Sierra Leone can come back like that, I don't know why Dornot can't uh, as well. So there you go. He's Matthew DeSantis at Failed to Menace yep. on uh, Twitter. You find him with Naira Betts. And uh, as was pointed out on the uh, <laughs> on the text line, a great teacher. Go check him out. A bunch of great stuff uh, there as well. Matthew, appreciate you. We'll talk, uh, we'll talk wood next time you come on. How about that? Absolutely. That'd be fantastic. All right. Well, good We will talk Wood Memorial right. with uh, Matthew DeSantis. Uh, joins us from up there on Long Island. All right. Take a quick break here. Uh, we'll come back with John, uh, John Lindo. I want to remind people all of our sports coverage, excuse me, sports, all of our horse racing coverage on Fridays is presented by my friends at the Kentucky HBPA, KYHBPA.com. If you are a horseman, if you are in the industry at all, check them out. Great advocacy for you and for the industry, KYHBPA.com. John Lindo, Thoroughbred LA. We talk to him next. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. 
it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. All right, welcome back in. Final hour of the week with us, hanging out. Rabo and Co. here, ESPN 680-1057. Louis Rabo, Zach Cantrell. We got you till noon, Bobby V. After us, roundtable three to six, and of course the Kentucky Racing Spotlight six to seven. We got your local till seven o'clock here, all the way into your weekend at ESPN Louisville. Happy to bring him in. Now his name is John Lindo. He is with Thoroughbred LA, thoroughbredla.com. You can find him at John Lindo sixty on Twitter as well. You rainy, rainy sob, John. How are you, buddy? <laughs> Is there a reason you're playing Fear the Reaper as the bumper music coming out talking to California? Good morning, Louie. How are you doing? <laughs> I don't know that Zach actually even knows to do that. Uh, but no, it's uh, not in, not incorrect. Uh, they move Big Cap Day to Sunday. Uh, is it? I mean, I, I got to say, John. So I, I, I'm a married guy. I've got a bunch of kids. If I told my wife I was going to the track on Saturday for Big Cap Day and she was like, no problem. And then I had to go back to her and say, well, actually, I got to go on Sunday. I don't know how well that would go. How do you think the average dad in Southern California is feeling right now? Well, there's so many things that, that trickle down from this. First of all, Louis, I don't think we've ever had to move a big cap day right. or postpone it. You know, and it's only, what, uh, 80 years that we've been doing this? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that, that's the first thing. And like you say, uh, what about all the people that had reservations, oh, sure. uh, you know, in, in the restaurants at Santa Anita on Saturday? All of a sudden, Sunday, they move them all to Sunday. Well, what about the people that were going Sunday and had their reservations for Sunday? And, uh, you know, it, it, there's so many moving parts to this thing. It, it's it's pretty incredible. And, you know, uh, like I told a friend of mine, I, I remember when horse racing was an outdoor sport. Yeah, so, right. Yep. Uh, this is a, it's just a different game right now in Southern California with all the protocols we have. The um, And Big Cap Day. I mean, just kind of inform our audience here in the middle part of the country. This was the day at Santa Anita for years, was it not? Oh, absolutely. Growing up in Southern California, you know, there were always ads, if you're going to go to the racetrack one day a year, make this the day. And uh, it, it was the handicap. You know, it's still a handicap, but although the high weight in the race this year is Newgrange at 124, hmm. and he carries the same weight as Maidens carry earlier on the card. So the weight means nothing nowadays, but used to be, look forward to seeing what the weights are coming out, who's coming in from around the country. But, you know, unfortunately, with the invention of the Pegasus World Cup and then the, the Dubai World Cup and the Saudi Cup, the top older horses have found a little circuit during the wintertime, and, and it's really, really impacted the Santa Anita Handicap, which is down to a $400,000 purse this year. It's a grade one race, still is, but you're not going to attract the, the top echelon handicapped horse, older horses with those other million-dollar races surrounding it. John Lindo with us. He's with Thoroughbred LA. You can listen to him on KLAA every weekend uh, as part of their ongoing coverage out there. They even, I mean, they get into everything in that show. It's really a fantastic show, uh, including the the trials and different things at Los Al. So if you're interested in the full day of racing, uh, like most of us DGens are, then you should definitely check them out down there uh, at Thoroughbred LA. Let's get into the card that will now be on Sunday. Uh, we'll start. Uh, I'll ask you about the San Felipe. It is race six. It starts the late pick five uh, on the day. Obviously, three Bafferts going to be tough to get derby points out of this one uh let's talk about the horses that can get derby points here so scatifies in the one hole hector barrios john sadler uh was in the lewis way behind nisos because frankly everybody in the lewis was way behind nisos i'm going to ask this a little bit differently in running for second place in this race john does scatify have a good chance at that uh, he, he's got a chance but he, again he's a horse that has early speed and from the rail i think his his uh tactics are kind of made for him. He's got to go from the inside. And look, you got to think that with Bob Baffert having three of the five runners in the race, he's not going to let anybody get loose on the front end. I would assume wind me up. Number two in the yep. program is going to keep Scatify honest. Uh, Nysos is the one to five morning line favorite. He'll be in a stocking position. So 
Uh, Scatify does have ability. He had missed the work going into the last race, so there's a chance for him to improve. But uh, I think the way the race comes up, he, he's going to be up against it on, on uh, Sunday. Um, who then uh, is the other entry is McVeigh. Are we looking at a Bob Baffert one, two, three in this, you think? Uh, it might, but I'll tell you what, McVeigh is a maiden facing winners, but this is a horse that's got a lot of talent. Uh, you know, he was all over the place uh, chasing Nysos home last time, but if you watch the race on the gallop out, he went out in front. He just, you know, he, he's still learning. He has no clue what he's doing. He's a big, beautiful horse. He was in a very expensive baby. And uh, he's the kind of horse that's going to get better with with uh, racing. And the one thing about him, if you're trying to impact, you know, the the exactor try to get some derby points, he's going to probably be sitting last early and let all those speed horses do all the dirty work up front. If if uh, jockey Antonio Fresu, who's having a terrific meet out here, if he can just sit back and try and make one run, there's a chance maybe he can get up, you know, into second or third. I do think Baffert will probably run one two. And Nisos looks like the horse to beat. Obviously, and Imagination ran a big one against another good Baffert horse named Maymon in an allowance race. They're the two horses in there for me. But uh, yeah, I, I think of the two horses eligible for Derby points, McVeigh the Maiden may have the best chance to pick up some points. John Lindo with us from Thoroughbred LA. Uh, Brad Cox has a horse in the Santa Anita handicap with. Uh, with Highland Falls, are you a little surprised that other trainers haven't started shipping for a race like the San Felipe, given that the, the fields just aren't that deep? You would think so. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think a lot changed when the Bob Hubbard horse transportation kind of went out of business. You know, they, they lost the lease on their plane. So now if you ship to California, you kind of have to do it by FedEx. And so uh, it, it's harder to get planes in a timely fashion back and forth. Uh, you know, in, in the standing handicap, O'Connor was scheduled to come out and yep. he did ship to California, but he got sick on the flight out, which is why he's not in the entry box for the Santa Anita handicap. So the only shipper coming in for that race is Highland Falls and he's a Godolphin horse who's three for four. And again, he catches a very modest group of Southern California handicap horses. He's got a big say in this race uh, with Florent Giroux riding for Brad Cox. Uh, who is your favorite in that race? Uh, the horse to beat is going to be uh, Newgrange. You know, he, he's five for seven at Santa Anita on the main track there. He's got a nice tactical style, where, and he's drawn outside. So if somebody wants to go, I think Victor Espinosa can kind of sit outside and stock. And if they don't, he can make the lead. I, I don't think a mile and a quarter is going to be a problem for him. I don't think he's the greatest handicap horse in the world. But, but the way the race comes up, he's the horse to beat. And the horse with the most upside is definitely Highland Falls for Brad Cox. Uh, you know, he hasn't tried a mile and a quarter yet. He comes off of a series of mile and 16th races at Churchill Downs in the fairgrounds. But he finishes every time. Yes. And, uh, you know, if he improves again, he's by curling. You would think the distance would be no problem. Uh, he's got a big say in this race as well. And, you know, if you're looking for a long shot, uh, Subsanador, number six for Chandler John Salad. This is an Argentine import. He was kind of the whisper horse on opening day at Santa Anita. And he just ran like he needed the race and then galloped out okay. He's trained well coming back for this second time start in the U.S. I think he's better than what he showed in his U.S. debut. John Sadler and Hector Berrios winning at 24% this meet uh, together at uh, Santa Anita as well. The Buena Vista's race 10, that's a mile race on the turf out there. Grade 2, obviously 200K uh, in the kitty, as my friend John Sherv at the LA Times says. Well, yeah, the grade matters in uh, California because it forces them to put up $200,000 for the race, and so <laughs> we get $200,000 uh, in this one. It, this closes the card, and I like the late pick 5 here because I think there are some chances uh, to get pretty aggressive. Uh, who do you like in the, fi- in the finale on Sunday, John? Yeah, I, Ruby Nail, number 6, is 7-2 on the program. And she's the best filly in this race. She did not get her trip in the Pegasus Philly and Mare Turf down at Gulfstream Park last time. She's kind of a free-running filly, and for whatever reason, uh, Frankie DeTore grabbed a hold of her and put her behind horses, and she still got beat less than two lengths yeah. down at Gulfstream. Now, she's back on her home course, and uh, it gets back with her regular rider, Edwin Maldonado, who was injured and missed the race back at Gulfstream. So the regular rider gets back aboard. He knows this filly. And you just want to let her rock and roll out of the gate. There's some speed in the race. Number five, Kiss by Fire, comes out of a bunch of sprints. And if she wants to go, Ruby and Nail can at least sit outside of her in the clear, which is what she wants to do. If she runs her best race, she's going to win. And uh, so she's the play for me. I think closing remarks, uh, the Calbred is a very honest filly who hits 
hits hard in these kinds of races. She needed her last start. She has Juan Hernandez. She'll move forward in this spot. And I think the interesting thing maybe be your best, who hasn't won in a long time, but cutting back in distance coming out, out of a mile and a quarter race, uh, she's going to be fit. There is some pace in here, and maybe she's the one you, you look for late under Umberto Rispoli. But if Ruby Nell runs her race, she's going to win. Is the Santa Isabel next weekend? The Santa Isabel was supposed to be Sunday. Uh, they did not put it in the Monday card. We're doing a makeup card here Monday. And they put it back to next Sunday, the, uh, the 9th, which is uh, a week from tomorrow. And as of now, they're going to redo the nomination. So I don't have nominations for that race yet. Okay, well, there you go. All right. Well, uh, if you were watching outside of uh, Southern California, which I know you are, uh, who are you most interested in watching in a derby prep this weekend? Well, obviously, you have to go down to the Fountain of Youth. And uh, it's interesting to me that Todd Fletcher is going to keep speakeasy in that race. He was entered today in an allowance race at Gulfstream Park. But he's staying in the uh, the Fountain of Youth because he drew the rail. And it's a mile and 16th as opposed to a mile and eight. So uh, he, he's a horse that was so impressive breaking his maiden in a sprint. Uh, I would expect speakeasy to make the lead in there. But the, the two horses we have to watch are the comebackers. Doorknock, who beat Sierra Leone. In the Remsen with the speed, with the inside speed bias at Aqueduct, and you have Locked who missed the the race at Tampa Bay, at the Sam F. Davis because he spiked the temperature. So you have to wonder, you know, the the preparations have not gone perfect, but this is a really talented horse. But again, his style really coming from off the pace doesn't fit the mile on the 16th at Gulfstream. It's an interesting spot. I, I'm going to see if Speakeasy can step up and play ball with these uh, the other uh, more seasoned horses. In fall of 21, so two years ago, essentially, for the 22-3 year old season, we had a Kentucky Jockey Club stakes, one, two, three of Smile Happy, Classic Causeway, and White of Barrio. I'm starting to wonder, John, if that Remsen is going to be the race that we look back at this year with Sierra Leone and with Doorknock as the great predictor in the fall. We just didn't happen to know it yet. There's already been a couple of horses to run well out of that yep. race. Like you say, Sierra Leone, it, it's looking like it's a pr- very productive and key race, and it has not been is a general rule. Correct. So, uh, I agree with you, Louie. It's a race that, uh, you know, I, I used to, I see those in past performances. I used to discount those horses, but I, right now, if I see them coming out of that, I say, well, okay, I know they ran against some tough, some tough nuts in there. So you got to watch these horses coming back out and watching the videos of Doorknock training. He's training really well. But you know, coming off the layoff, this isn't the goal. The goal isn't to win the Fountain of Youth tomorrow. Yep. It's to be at his absolute best on the first Saturday in May. How do you think you're going to play that race tomorrow? How will you play the Fountain of Youth? Are you going to try the newer shooters and speak easy in Victory Avenue, or are you going to rely on guys coming off layoffs? You know what? Uh, in the rolling wages, I'm going to use the three horses I talked about: Speakeasy, Doorknock, and Lock. Okay. And I'm going to—I'll watch the board a little bit, and and again, I'll watch the racetrack. It's the 14th race on the card, so I'll have yeah, plenty right. of time to go to school. If inside speed is good, uh, and I, I think Speakeasy will offer the best value, and uh, you know, I just want to see—it's more of a, a, a watch and maybe a rolling bet race and bet into the race because I don't think there's going to be the value I need to take a shot. I think Real Macho is not going to get bet, and I think that's going to end up being your value in that race. By the way, I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can definitely see that. I mean, yep. he's, he's got he's eight to one on the program in there. Yep. And uh, yeah, we'll see how this plays out. But uh, like I say, with fourteen races, you know, we, we got six and a half hours to watch the race. Yeah. There and figure out how that <laughs> that's exactly playing. right. I, we had Brian Nadeau on from uh, Gulf Street Park. He makes the morning lines on the podcast last night, and I asked him why did you make Victory Avenue a maiden four to one and Speakeasy nine to two, and he smiled and he said. Louis, it's South Florida. People love Gustavo Delgado. <laughs> like that was it. Like that, the whole thing was just. I'm predicting what the public's going to do, not what I think it should be. It was it was awesome. It was a, it was actually a cool moment. I appreciated him uh, doing that. And so there you go. Well, he's John Lindo. Uh, tell everybody the times and the website and everything else so they can come find you. Well, you can listen to our show tomorrow morning, nine to ten a.m. Pacific time at thoroughbredla.com, and then we have a two-hour show on Sundays, eight to ten. Mike Wilman, the publicity director oh. from. Santa Anita. Yep. He hosts the Sunday version of Thoroughbred LA. So, two two ways to do that. And with the you know the big cap on Sunday, obviously that two hour show will have the emphasis on that Santa Anita handicap card. Tomorrow we'll be talking basically. Uh, uh, I think we'll be focused mo- mostly around what's happening at Gulfstream Park with those ten stakes races on the on the Fountain Youth card. Awesome. Well, there you go. He's John Lindo at John Lindo sixty uh, on Twitter. Thoroughbred LA. ThoroughbredLA.com. John, we appreciate you, and hopefully, we will get a very interesting edition of the Santa Anita Derby when it comes around. We'll talk to you then. 
All right. Good luck today. All right. Thanks, John. We'll talk to you soon. There you go. John Lindo. Look at us. Coast to coast, Zach, here on Rabo Co. How about that? A little New York, little L.A., you know, a little flyover country. Involve those good guys from out uh, on the coast. All right, let's take a break here. We'll do our last segment uh, before we head uh, into the weekend. Want to thank our friends at Barino's Pizza for bringing lunch by the ESPN Louisville Studios. 46 years in Louisville of Louisville-style pizza. Yeah, it's that good. Barino's Pizza, new location, downtown 301 West Market. Go check them out down there uh, ahead or after any of the basketball games at the Yum Center. Wrap up the show, wrap up the week here next. ESPN 680, 105.7. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. I don't know why, it doesn't even matter how hard you try. Keep that in mind, I designed this rhyme to remind myself how I tried so hard. In spite of the way you were mocking me, acting like I was part of your property. Remembering all the times you fought with me, I'm surprised it got so. Things aren't the way they were before. You wouldn't even recognize me anymore. Not that you knew me back then, but it all comes back to me in the you're listening to Rabot Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome in. Final segment of the week. Your hope for horse racing talk. How about that? ESPN 680-1057. Getting you ready. The last of the 50-point preps. We go straight into 100-point weekends in two weeks after that uh, Tampa Bay Derby next week. Tons of coverage there. Uh, I will work on some Tampa folks. How about that? Work off some Tampa folks. Um, I, I did not give a justified take with John Lindo during the last segment. You are correct, Dexter. Uh, justifies a Hall of Famer. Uh, he is a modern Hall of Famer. That's what I will say. Um, in the same way that I think all the steroid era guys should be in in baseball, uh, justifies got to be in, in in horse racing. It is what it Bring is. Bring back the steroids. Make baseball great again. M- I love steroids. M-A-B-A. Make go. baseball great again. M-B-G-A. <laughs> M-B-G-A. 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 Let me get a let me get a uh, let me get a double and bugger. Sounds like something I'd eat. Yeah, that sounds. Right. <laughs> uh, Texter Slider wins the Gotham. I like that. That'd be some money there. Holy moly! I didn't even think about that. what's his number. Slider, where are you? Oh no! Uh, sorry. Uh, Slider's not going to win the Gotham because he did not travel uh, from California. So there you go. Uh, good one to know. Texter, my wife uh, forgot how intense. Uh, the test track was at Epcot. Okay, that's for the other show. Uh, Texter Delger reporting that NCAA football committee is adding a two-minute warning along with helmet and sideline technology. We were just talking about yes. that. Um, I'm told this needed to happen a long time ago. Two-minute warning, stupid, though. I, it's the most artificial BS okay thing in the, the world. Yeah. It, I, it's so artificial. I could do without it, but the helmet it, communication was not agree with you. I agree with you. That part I'm fine with, for sure. That should have happened a long time ago. I don't... Here... If it's economically feasible, I legit don't know how expensive it is. I just don't know. Because for some programs, Zach, you went to Bowling Green. Let's yeah. be like They can pay it for it. May, maybe. Yes, they can. Maybe. Any football program worth its salt can pay for it. You would hope so. But Eastern Michigan? They're not worth salt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'd be interested in how... Are they just going to do it where like the quarterback and the middle linebacker or... Uh, that's what they should that's do. That's probably what they'll do. They'll cut it off at 15 seconds like they do in the NFL. They're basically, they're doing this like, hey, Michigan, we know what you did. Never again. Well, I agree. This end, this makes sure that Michigan's never winning another national title anytime soon. <laughs> I think it's more, they know that everybody does it, and it takes away all of that. Correct. Right. I mean, everybody's cheating at some point with signs, and so it just takes away all of it in general. You don't have to have all the people on the sidelines trying to uh, figure out who it is that you... Uh, you know what your things are getting called. They're also allowing them to have tablets on the sideline. So the next college hold quarterback... On, could- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Had I not noticed that before? That was illegal in college football? Yeah. Well, they've been doing it in the NFL forever. Uh, yeah, forever. Yeah, they couldn't have tablets. You know, that's that's how I know that I just assume football is the NFL. That I've assumed that the tablet thing in the NFL was everybody. Yeah. Huh, how wild. Okay. That's where oh, we're that's headed. That's my fault. 
Well, we should. Yeah. Um, the running clock thing, I never had a problem with. The two-minute warning, I don't ha- I'm not going to fight it. Like, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would have added it, but I don't. it's not worth having a long discussion over. I'm not a two-minute warning guy for college. I'm also not it for, for, for the NFL. But the NFL is largely now built around two-minute drill. It's built around... College football is becoming built toward that as well. I, I know. Quarterbacks are so much better than they were. The guy who texted in ago. earlier about the end of, of college sports is, is definitely pulling his hair out right now about a two-minute warning. Uh, texter, there are high schools that have TVs and iPads on the sideline. Whether or not teams can afford it, that should be allowed. Uh, this is America, after all. <laughs> I thought this is America. <laughs> this is America, after all. <laughs> I'm a... Uh, Man, why are they uh, advertising fish sandwiches today? That's weird. It's Friday, right? Is that <laughs> I'm what just it is? kidding. I'm kidding. Jeez, come on. Of course, that's why. I have a, I have a buddy who's uh, who's not Catholic, and uh, I remember one year going, "Oh, the fish ads have started. That's because of Lent." And he was like, "No, that's not why." And I'm like, "Brother, watch how quick these end as soon as Easter's over. <laughs> as soon as Easter's over, they're not the advertising second. fish. Um, People that go to fish fries regularly are just hoping they're waiting for Lent to be over so they can go back to." fish fry without having everybody cooperate and take up their space uh texture the nfl has had a two-minute warning since 1942 the concept was first introduced simply because officials kept the official time not the stadium correct so the stoppage let everyone know the clock situation yep texture are we not advanced enough to do away with the two-minute warning it's a good question i don't love the two-minute warning but it is now when you have something since 1942 when you are talking about 80 years of something it is then part of the game yep Period conversation. They plan on. around it. Correct. It would be like you saying, well, South Carolina seceded from the Union in 1861. They're not part of the United States. That's obviously not true. Correct. They're obviously part of the United States in the same way that the two-minute warning is just part of the NFL. I just don't want it in college. I don't think we need Did it. Did you not like the running clock in college? No, no. Get the games over with. <laughs> oh, so you're good with the running <laughs> oh, clock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah, we didn't. I like, I like clock stopping at first downs. It doesn't bother me. That one makes sense to me. You're resetting the game. That one makes sense to me. I know people hate it. They hate it. I understand. That one doesn't bother me. Two-minute warning's totally artificial now at this point. I think they have it perfect where the clock runs except for first downs inside of two minutes in each half. Right. That doesn't. That means you don't need the two-minute warning. Louis, the two-minute warning's just an extra commercial break. That's also That's true. That's exactly what That's, it is. At this point, yes. In the 40s, it's, it's pretty different. So They don't, except for Amazon, they don't go to commercials during the two-minute warning typically mm. on Thursday nights. But oh, is that again, right? Yeah. Boy, boy, just hadn't. There have been some, uh, like, Sunday night football sometimes yeah. doesn't go to break during okay. the two-minute warning, depending on how many spots they've run because of, you know, injuries and other things like that, yeah. or other clock stoppages. Huh. Okay. Are you watching the Combine, Zach? I am. Uh, anybody stood out that's local? Not really. Not a ton of, not a ton of guys. I'm not sitting there for three hours eating popcorn watching the Combine either. I watch highlights. Um... This is, I, I, I'm going to read this text. Um, I'm, I'm getting more of these lately, and, and I, I usually don't read them, but I'm going to read this one. Texter, I'm not going to lie. Louis first came on the show trying to find his niche in helping Dan, and I wasn't a huge fan. Now this is the show I look forward to the most. I really enjoy your work covering everything from sports to life. It's a great show, and I'm a huge fan. Thank you for hanging out. And, um, and look, uh, this is not an easy thing to figure out what you're good at with, right? And so all I've done with this show is just talk about the things either either like yesterday we did wrestling i don't know a damn thing about wrestling i'll be very clear i don't have anything against it it's just not part of my repertoire but man the texts were coming jay's on let's just do it run let's with have it. fun yeah let's have a great time and when i say i want the code to be you know like community like i mean it like i want people to hang out feel like when you tune in if you shoot something to me on the text line like a text is making fun of me for not doing justify it's because i take requests <laughs> Take requests to try yeah. to at least, man. I love this stuff. Uh, oh, I probably, you probably didn't like the outside post for for Slider and the Gotham. Yeah, probably, I mean, but at a mile, I don't think you have to worry about that as much. But anyways, go ahead. I brought up TV shows the other day, and the last half hour, we got more texts about yes, old random ass yeah, television yeah. shows, and we did about Kentucky I'm gonna, basketball. I'm always going to do my prep, and you get my sheet every day. You see, I do the prep. You know what I've read. What yeah. I, you know what I'm up on. I'm always going to do that. But if the show goes somewhere else, man, I I, I hope people feel. I don't know if empowered is the right word, but like they can text in and we're going to pay attention. Yeah. I hope they feel that way for sure. Um, there you go. Rabo and Co. Uh, about another 10 minutes. Bobby V after me. Roundtable 3 o'clock. We'll do the Kentucky Racing Spotlight 6 to 7 today uh, as well. Some play-by-play this weekend. We do have a ton of stuff uh, coming up. You're going to start hearing more and more. 
basketball on our airwaves as we get. Hey, it's March. Uh, I'm sure as John Rothstein has ruined Twitter. Well, Jeff Goodman tweeted this is March at 11.59 yesterday. So it technically wasn't March yet. Jeff Gordon, not Jeff Goodman. Jeff Goodman. <laughs> uh, Bellerman tonight, Austin P tomorrow. Louisville baseball over on 93.9. They got a 1 o'clock first pitch against Youngstown State. Did you think about going to Youngstown State? Nope. Good answer. Uh, Illinois, Wisconsin tomorrow early as well on, on 680. And then Louisville basketball against Syracuse tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. We will have the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show tomorrow, 3, 3, 3.30, 4 o'clock, something like that, during the Tailspin Ale Fest. Who's actually doing that show? Ents and Gandolfo are doing the show. <laughs> it's me and Ents on Wednesday, so we're kind of... Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. There you go. Mix it up a little bit. There That's you go. right. Um, and so there you go. I will be out at. I, I do want to say, we have a tent as a station out at, at Tailspin. I'm I'm not uh, one of those guys that doesn't want to meet the people that hang out with the show. If you're going to be out there, come say hi, please. I would sure. like to, I would like to meet you. No, I'm serious. No, because I find me early, people. <laughs> Come find your sober friend, Louie. There you go. Um, text her. First, Louie was tough for me to listen to because you're just not Mike Pratt. But you've done a great job making the show your own. I appreciate that. And I hope I hope you and anyone that listens knows that I've never tried to replace Mike Pratt. There is no – that guy's the GOAT. There's uh, not even – as a man, as a broadcaster, everything. There's there's no replacing that guy. So uh, text or horse racing question for you. Uh, I won't be able to tune in tonight. We do podcast that show. That's neither here nor there. I was at Churchill Meet 30 years ago. Wow. And uh, late in the card, there was a two-mile race. Yeah. Uh, had never seen one before and hadn't noticed one since, although I don't follow races that closely. Pick the winner, by the way. Do they still have two-mile races? They do. They're very rare. I think that's a, rare th- uh, a good point by you. Usually, especially dirt races, seem to cap out nowadays at a mile and a half or at the most a mile and five-eighths, depending on the uh, the track layout. Uh, but Keeneland runs a mile and five-eighths. Tr- I think it's the Thoroughbred Club of America or maybe an aftercare. Boy, 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 boy. Keeneland has a long race where they use that side shoot that they use for maidens when they're little little babies they use it to start there and then they go all the way around the track uh and use that as part of the shoot mile in five days so uh texture i love radio guys who know they're uh not splitting the atom but just have fun uh why i love this show especially in the station in general yeah no no that's right no no i i think the, the conversations are interesting the debates are interesting whatever but the idea that that we're doing something that's going to change the planet. No, like we get that. No, we're, we're not <laughs> we're, solving the world here. No, no. We're not curing cancer. I'm helping you pick horses for the Kentucky yes. Derby. This isn't, yeah, right. No, that's okay. We're <laughs> having conversations about Batman. Yeah, people. that's right. <laughs> this is fun. The good stuff. Let's go. We're having fun oh, here. Man. Uh, but no, I, I do want to brag. I think I was telling Zach, outside of Steve Bick, who has an, a dedicated three-hour show on SiriusXM every day, and I think we're doing the most radio coverage of the Kentucky Derby of anyone in the country. I'm proud of that, right. man. I think we're yeah. doing a good job. I As think you we're, should be. I think we're doing a good job. I think that, um, you know, I, I can't offer expertise in a lot of things, but this is where I do have connections and we can do these things. And so proud of our coverage. Uh, and I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by how many of you have hung out and started to ask questions and different things. I hope uh, you, can, you can tell that I, I want everyone who listens to the show when we talk basketball, football, whatever, to also listen when we talk horse racing and get into it that way too. So uh, hopefully, hey, man. By the time we uh, we get to Derby, we have a lot of fun. I was talking yesterday. Jenny Reese was in. You were not here, but Jenny Reese was in. And I floated the idea. So the claiming crown is coming back to Louisville. And Zach, you do not know what the claiming crown is. It is not your fault. But essentially, all of it's a championship. It's like the CBI or the NIT. Ooh. So the horses that don't qualify yeah. for, say, a Breeders' Cup or a Derby Day, it's a championship for them. Okay. And, dude, it's fun as bleep. Just absolutely fantastically fun. And I was like, you think Churchill will just give us a section? And we just have all of our people show up on a Saturday in November, just chill? And Jenny was like, well, let's find out. I was like, all right. So I'm putting it out there on radio. I know my guys, Kevin and Darren, they listen over there. November 16th. Let me bring everyone who listens to this station to Churchill Downs. Let's do it. How about Let's that? Let's do it. We'll get together. How about that? Oh, I can't wait for that week. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Because <laughs> I'll be coming back. We'll do, uh, we'll do, uh, I'll talk to you about this. Maybe you got to go. A little Breeders' Cup in San Diego. Okay. Week before. Been to San Diego before, Zach? Never been. How about that? And then, um, I haven't either. Let's do that. Very big hole in my travel resume of this country. Uh, and so, um, <laughs> stop. Stop the, the horse racing questions, people. I can only do so many. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, and then we'll come back. We'll do the uh, claiming crown the next week. Oh man, be great times. We're also working on a bus trip up to Indianapolis for the Indiana Derby, which Zach has a full Vegas style casino attached to it. Sold <laughs> with a killer steakhouse in it. Oh, oh let's go. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, these are my people. What do you think Bob talks about today? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. There's allegedly a game tomorrow. Allegedly. Just a rumor. How many people are showing up to that thing at 8 o'clock on a Saturday? What's that? What do you think the attendance is tomorrow? They had just over 6,000 for Notre Dame. Uh, 8 o'clock on Saturday. I'm going to go 6,210. Oh, yeah. I was actually going to go lower. I was going to say like 5,700. Man. Wolf. Woof. I will not miss that. I will not miss an empty Yum Center. I will not miss that. It is just depressing to watch those games. I will not miss that at all. Whoever the next person is, I, I really don't care as long as that isn't going on. Those games are brutal to watch in the Yum Center. Ugh. What else did we not get to this week, Zach? <laughs> is there anything I didn't? Do you? Th- okay. So the, Andy, the bear- Andy Sweeney yeah. does. Let's do this. Yeah. Andy Sweeney does radio in Indianapolis now. Caitlin Clark's going to be the number one overall pick. She's going to play in Indianapolis. That's right. Would do you think we would cover the WNBA team if there were one here and Caitlin Clark got added? Sure, we to would. It? Sure, you think we would? We would cover Caitlin Clark. I don't know if we cover the team that much, yeah, yeah, but we yeah. cover her, especially because it's during the summer, right? Yes. That's I'm interested in this, and I because Andy is not a guy who's going to admit out loud that he watches women's basketball. But like, do you have to do it if someone like that comes to your town? And I, think I you wonder. Do. Yeah, I wonder. Right. The other one, by the way, is the Reds are a massive buzz team. In these major league baseball, they are early predictions. massive buzz team. The other thing I was going to say, which could be fun because we do have all those games here. Yeah. That could actually be fun because if we want to, the Reds will give us anybody to talk. So all right, it's, let's it's something. Do it. If we want to do baseball stuff, we can. I, I'm always surprised when, when I see the text line when we talk baseball, it it jumps. Yeah. And so if that's what people want to do, I'm into that. That's that's totally fine with me this coming summer. The Bears basically just admitted they're going to trade Justin Fields because they've said we're going to go if we choose to go down that road because typically if you ask about a quarterback they just say no. Texture, texture, you know Drew's listening to Louie right now saying there's no way I'm sitting with the unwashed masses. Look, I, I shouldn't have said station. I should have said Rabo and Co. We are the claiming crown of ESPN Louisville. We are the claiming race. We're in for a nickel. We're in for a dime. We're running at Turfway on a Wednesday night. That's us. Me and Zach, we know our spot. Mm-hmm. We are not the Derby. We know. It's okay. Uh, we're not the Kentucky Derby of shows. We're the, we're the allowance optional claimer of shows. We get it. It's a bunch of horse racing jokes that I don't need to make right now. How about that? <laughs> We would make the tournament, though. We, we make oh, the NCAA yeah, tournament. Yeah. Let's go. What, what we're seed the are we? Dayton, we're the Dayton play-in games. No, nah, we're better than that. We're not 11 seed? We're like the 8-9 game. We're an 8-9 game? Yeah. So we got to run into so a we really play good the team one the second. Seed. Yeah, okay. Nah, That's, unless unless, right. unless Purdue loses in the <laughs> first round. Purdue loses. <laughs> unless Tony Bennett's coaching. Oh, man, that's great. We're the 8-9 game. <laughs> Give us some respect. Like we're, we're comfortably in the tournament, but maybe not dominant yet. We're working toward it. The Caitlin Clark release is impressive. Yes. It's super fast. I mean, it's it's impressive. I, I thought about that this morning when I saw that like she had declared for the draft to just get it out of the way. She didn't want the speculation during the tournament. And that she'd be going to Indianapolis. And, of course, I thought of Andy because, you know, he was here. And I just, I, I'll be interested to watch his Twitter feed and if they, how much that actually pops up because I know it's something he doesn't want to talk about. All right, Rabo and Co., we did it, folks. We got you through the week again. We will be back on Monday at 10 o'clock. And we hope you are as well. Alongside Zach Cantrell, my name is Louis Rabot at Radio Louis on Twitter. The station's at ESPN 680 as well. Make sure you tune in tonight. Six o'clock Kentucky Racing Spotlight. Keith Asmussen, Brad Cox, and of course, Caitlin Free. We'll get all of that stuff together for you. See you on Monday, folks. Have a great weekend. And come say hi at Tailspin. <laughs> <laughs>